All discussion during the Invest Wisely program is intended for informational and educational purposes. It is not an offer to buy or sell or solicitation of an offer to buy or sell any security or instrument or to participate in any particular trading strategy. We do not offer tax, accounting, or legal advice. Consult your tax or legal advisor before making any decision that could affect your tax or legal situation. All investing involves risk, including the possible loss of principal. You should carefully consider investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of any investment before investing. Diversification and asset allocation do not guarantee a profit or guarantee against loss. Securities and investment advisory services are offered by Robert W. Baird & Company, Incorporated, a registered broker, dealer, and investment advisor, member NYSE, FINRA, and SIPC. Welcome once again to Invest Wisely with Walt Sokira. He's the managing partner of the AKW Group here in Akron. They invest their clients' money in individually owned stocks in custom design portfolios that are put together for their particular needs. If you have any questions this half hour about the market, about investing in individual stocks, give us a call at 330-673-1234. Listening online outside of Akron, call us toll-free, 800-669-4100. Walt, no one's calling it a bull market just yet, but another great week on the market. Uh, the Dow and the S&P hit record highs, the NASDAQ, a two-year high now. Um, and this is right, some, some kind of negative news coming out of the Fed. So, I don't know, is it a bull market yet? <laughs> Bob, it, it sure feels like one, and, you know, we've had a heck of a run if we go back to last year. Um, you know, the market this week was dealing with a lot of news, uh, earnings results. Uh, as you said, we saw the Dow and the S&P both push to new highs. Um, you know, the underperformance uh, came really from the small cap stocks, and a lot of that had to do with uh, New York Community Bank, a regional bank stock that uh, had some big losses and write-downs and uh, charge-offs, and it, it sent a little bit of shockwave again back through the banking system. Uh, you know, a lot of these smaller regional banks, we're, we're still worried about them, and, and I think the market is too. And you know that uh, small mid-cap index, the Russell 2000, has a pretty high weighting of financial stocks. So we'll have to see. Keep an eye on that. Um, you know, smaller banks are struggling a little bit out there, Bob. And then. We had you know a lot of tech earnings this week. A lot of the big tech companies reported. Uh, the you know, the economic data coming in still shows uh, you know pretty good economy overall. And uh, you know we get the Federal Reserve making comments. Fed Powell, uh, Fed Chairman Powell made some comments this week about you know not not necessarily cutting rates in March. And and I think a lot of that is just um, you know posturing a little bit, trying to still be you know, data-dependent, which I think the Fed wants to do. So for the week, Bob, we saw the Dow Jones Industrial Average uh, close up 544 points, a 1.4% gain. Year-to-date on that Dow now, we're at 38,654, and that's up 2.6% year-to-date. Uh, the S&P 500 index was up 1.4%, uh, finished at 4,958.61, and we're up 4% on the S&P 500 index. The NASDAQ, uh, continues to roll along, and uh, we saw, again, another 1.1% increase this week on the NASDAQ composite. Year-to-date, we're up 4.1% there, and uh, the Russell 2000, as we said, struggled a little bit last week, was off 0.8% in year-to-date. Those small mid-cap stocks, as measured by the Russell 2000, are still down negative 3.2%. Uh, so, Bob, you know, a lot, lot to pay attention to here, a lot of uh, strategy and tactics to put in place to uh, – Make sure you got a winning portfolio in 2024. 
Now, let's uh, the S&P 500, again, hitting these record highs. Uh, just uh, some basics for those the folks who are, are, you know, aren't exactly expert on the market. Maybe they're just joining us uh, from time to time and need some some little bit of clarification. Let's talk about the S&P 500. Now, Standard & Poor's 500 is the full name of that. Standard & Poor's is a long-recognized uh, uh, rating agency. And these are 500 stocks that uh, they look at. Why is the S&P 500 so important when it goes up like this? And what kind of stocks are in there? And how do they relate to the market as a whole? Well, it's it's the benchmark that a lot of people default to, uh, especially professional investors when kind of trying to get a feel for, you know, how the market's doing. And it's it's uh, it's just that. It's, it's a way to look at a basket of stocks. As you said, there's uh, approximately 500 in there. Um, and, and again, they're they're market cap weighted, so stocks, big stocks like uh, Apple and Nvidia and Microsoft, some of the big tech names, have a much higher weighting in the S and P 500. Um, so again, it's it's a good index. Um, again, we're you know it's, it's just one of many indexes you can look at. Uh, again, you know some people don't feel the S and P 500 really represents the way they invest. I mean, if you're solely a dividend investor, then, you know, that index may not be the right index for you. But uh, somebody that's looking for just a representation of how the market's going, that's that's a pretty good index. Yeah, versus the Dow Jones, which only has 30 stocks in it, um, you know, the NASDAQ composite, uh, a little broader, but again, tends to be weighted towards technology and biotech, and, you know, up and coming, more innovative companies. So, again, these benchmarks are just a way for us to talk about how the market's doing. Now, you talked about the economic news that's coming out, which seems to support what is often called a soft landing scenario, going back to the beginning of a, of a, what was feared to be a recession during the pandemic. Some are even calling this now a no-landing scenario. What does that term mean? <laughs> it just means we keep soaring along, Bob. Um, you know, if you look at the GDP models now, you know, some people are feeling, you know, some experts, economists out there thinking we might continue that 4% growth rate. And Again, this is it's it's a little bit interesting. You go back, you know, eighteen months ago, twenty months ago, a lot of people were just predicting a recession, a crash and burn type of economy, and here we are, uh, you know, selling some really strong economic growth. It's it's not slowing down too much. And again, a lot of the economic data, jobs continue to be strong, uh unemployment tends you know, continues to be low, uh manufacturing is, is firming up. Um, you know, we're just seeing a lot of data that's saying, you know, this economy's uh doing way better than people expected. We're talking to Walt Sakara of the AKW Group on Invest Wisely. Once again, if you have questions or comments, 330-673-1234 is the number to call. Time now for the Trends and Insights section of the show, where Walt looks at some of the things that have been going on the past week and has some good information that may affect the way you are investing now and into the future. Great baseball pitcher Satchel Page had a saying that people have often quote, never look behind you because you might see somebody catching up to you. Well, if we look behind us, we can see that China is uh, set to become possibly the world's largest economy by gross domestic product as early as 2037. The Center for Economics and Business Research says now India has a 10-year government program to create the world's third largest economy, overtaking Germany with a gross domestic product of $5 trillion within three years. They would put the U.S. Uh, no longer number one. Uh, how, uh, how impactful is this as far as investors are concerned? Bob, I, I think it's important to watch. I mean, these are two very large countries with very large populations. And, yeah, their economies can continue to grow. But I think we also have to keep in mind that in terms of standard living standards and 
uh, you know, just, uh, you know, the way that we operate and work here as a country, we're still, uh, you know, kind of the 800-pound gorilla uh, of, the, of the world. Uh, our living standards are very high, and, you know, we carry a lot of economic significance. But, yeah, some of these countries, China definitely is, you know, continuing to grow their economy. And in India, which we find very fascinating, actually, as far as emerging market goes, I think India is a, is a country to look at. Uh, a lot of good things going on there as well. So, uh, you know, countries continue to evolve, and it'll be a lot to pay attention to as, as we go forward over the next 10, 15 years. Another figure coming out of the government, the U.S. government said they issued $23 trillion in treasuries in 2023. That's exceeding even those they issued in 2020, the uh, so-called first pandemic year. In other words, that, that's debt, right? We're talking about issuing debt. Absolutely, Bob. And, and treasuries, you know, are, are kind of the safety mechanism for a lot of uh, investors and in a lot of countries that have been, you know, for years and years and years buying uh, the U.S. debt. Um, this this is going to become an issue we got to pay attention to. You know, there's a lot of worries about the size of our, our debt, the amount of treasuries that need to be issued. And, you know, with higher interest rates, the interest burden that's going to come on, uh, you know, regulators and, and our government and, you know, the amount of treasuries we might have to sell to continue to, you know, finance that debt and, and the interest payments along with it. So, uh, this this is one of those big picture items that we definitely still need to pay attention to, and another reason why, if interest rates come down, that'll definitely help uh, with some of this interest burden that the United States currently has. My uncle used to have a saying where he said, as long as I owe it to you, you'll never be cheated out of it. I never quite understood that, but I think we talk about U.S. Treasuries that, that may be ever applicable to that. Yeah, well, you know, again, it's it's a big burden, and uh, we've let the debt get pretty big. Uh, spending's a little bit out of control, and uh, you know, I think we, we got a, a Congress and a Senate and, you know, a White House that needs to do a much better job, you know, getting our, our deficits under control and, you know, really starting to, you know, pay the piper a little bit, Bob. Well, it's again, now it's time to talk about stocks and stock talk. Once more, if you have any questions about a particular stock that intrigues you, whether you have it or want it or think you should get rid of it, once more, the number to call, 330-673-1234. Listening on WNR.com outside of the area, call 800-669-4100. Apple, a long-term holding in your core equity portfolio, a guided lower on future revenue, but the uh, Giants topped expectations for the December quarter, fueled by the new iPhone 15 handset sales and services. Their earnings rose 16%. Revenue climbed 2% to $119.6 billion, with a B, and first-year-over-year gain in five quarters. So, so Apple, you're still pretty bullish on that stock. Uh, we are, Bob. We continue to like Apple. Again, it's, this isn't the big growth story that was, you know, 15 years ago or 20 years ago. It's you know, it has matured. It's a very large company, as you just said, $119 billion of revenue. It, it's hard to move for the quarter. It, it's hard to move the needle. And, uh, you know, we're, we're definitely seeing some slowdown. The cycles for, you know, the iPhones slow down a little bit. You know, as people's adoption of the new phones. Uh, also experiencing a little bit of slowdown over in China, which has been a big growth market for Apple for years. And, you know, they're putting a focus on India, as we just talked about those two countries, uh, for some future growth. Uh, you know, they continue to innovate, uh, you know, products, and they have their new uh, vision goggles, you know, that they'll uh, uh, just started selling, no impact on sales and earnings yet. But it'll, it'll be interesting to see that uh, that product and, you know, where that, that kind of goes for Apple. But we, we like Apple, Bob. I mean, again, a lot of free cash flow, 
Uh, this company is going to be innovative. You know, they're not sitting around. You know, they're they're thinking ahead. Uh, they'll probably definitely have an AI strategy that'll be announced sometime this year or later this year. And again, they're they're going to be a competitor out there and an innovator and a company we continue to like. Another core equity portfolio holding at the AKW Group is uh, the Google's parent Alphabet. Now, Alphabet uh, slightly topped the quarter four predictions with earnings about jumping about fifty six percent, gross revenue up thirteen percent, eighty six point three one billion. Although ad revenue rose eleven percent to sixty five point five two billion, but that just missed forecasts. So, uh, I would say you're going to still hold on to Alphabet, huh? Yeah, Alphabet's uh, you know continuing to move forward again. Uh, it didn't have the performance from some of the other tech stocks this week, but it had a good run-up over the last couple months. Uh, you know, we continue to like Alphabet, their leader. Again, they, they really dominate search out there, Bob. You know, 99% of their revenue comes from search, uh, you know, from, from their, uh, you know, people on whatever phone or, or computer you use then out there looking for information. Uh, and they continue to innovate. Uh, again, we see a lot of uh, growth ahead of, that, of, of Google. And, uh, Alphabet and the company will continue to uh, hold in that core equity portfolio. Now these are uh, these are uh, again these big giants in the, in the internet world. They had the hearings this past week in the Congress about uh, uh, policing them to uh, keep the bad effects of the internet away from from young people and more. The hearings are rather contentious at times. I'm sure you watched part of that. How does that affect uh, your idea and your opinions about investing in these companies? Well, Bob, I think it's hard to regulate. I, I think it's good theater. You know, I, I think, um, you know, these, uh, you know, senators and, you know, they get in front, they, they, they shake their fingers. And, you know, the companies have shown a lot of uh, growth. You know, even uh, Mark Zuckerberg, who's grown up a lot over the past uh, 10 years, you know, he, he sat there and apologized and said they'll do better. And I, I think all the companies understand uh, the responsibilities that they have, maybe in the early growth. Uh, some of that got away from them. But, uh, again, you know, it's, it's hard with these companies to regulate. Um, and, and, you know, it'll be hard for the government to regulate them as well. You know, they employ a lot of people. They create a lot of revenue. They, you know, create a very winning industry uh, for us globally. Um, so it'll be it'll be interesting to see where this goes, but I think the companies did what they need to do. They they go and they hear and they they talk, and I think they're definitely trying to find ways to do a better job as they go forward. Let's take some calls now for Walt Secure of the AKW Group here in Akron. Good morning, you're on WNIR. Konnichiwa, hi, Ogazai Musters. Ice on the pond again. It's cold out there. <laughs> hey Ken, how are you this Sunday? Good, good. Boy, your subject. I love your subject. Uh, Apple's a topic of conversation. Every time it goes down, my wife says, sell, 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 because it went down about 10 points. What would uh, So you're recommending a hold on uh, Apple? Yeah. You know, Ken, I think I look at this like years ago when I started, 30-some years ago. We, I, It's almost like an electric utility or a utility company to me. I mean, it, it's not going to grow the same, but, but again, it's going to grow, and they're going to compete. And they're going to, you know, they have an incredible amount of cash flow. I think their dividends very secure. They'll continue to grow the dividend. Um, you know, the pieces parts might be more valuable than the whole company together, but they continue to innovate. And I think the services, uh, you know, they're they're showing a lot of a lot of uh, you know competitiveness out there. So uh, we we just like Apple. We think it's a good core holding uh, in in a portfolio that uh, you're looking for those types of stocks. Anything specific in India you're watching? 
Uh, you know, we, we, we're watching tech. You know, we're, they're very interesting, you know, as far as the culture goes and the way that they let outside investments come in. You know, they, they bring in companies that, you know, they tend to want to have at least a 50% stake uh, in the companies they let operate. Um, but I think there's a lot of infrastructure build out. I, I think there's a lot of, uh, you know, positive growth ahead. And, you know, I, the government's very favorable for growth. They, they want to advance the economy. So I, I think there's definitely ways to, to make some money in India. I was researching uh, Indonesia uh, for the future, and the average, uh, uh, some people, uh, most of the people are living off of uh, like $3 a day. So I don't know how many iPhones they can sell in Indonesia, but uh, anyway, <laughs> that was interesting. Okay, well, you guys have a good week. Thank you. All right. Take care, Ken. 330-673-1234 and Stock Talk here to talk to Walt Secura of Akron's AKW Group. Looking back at the reportings from last week, another core equity portfolio stock in your world is Microsoft. They got a lift from their cloud and artificial intelligence business, beating their second quarter fiscal targets due to those cloud computing growth sales and EPS rising 33%. Sales for Microsoft up 18% to $62.02 billion. So again, Microsoft, another big one that we don't seem to be having any problems with, do we? No, Bob. Uh, again, this is a company we just think, you, you know, you can kind of hang on to it and think long term. Uh, they they have a, you know, a viable AI offering at this point, um, you know, built around their office software, which for years and years has, you know, dominated business in the enterprise market. And, uh, you know, they're, they're definitely, you know, leading the way. And, uh, Again, a company with a, a dividend and, you know, a growing dividend, and I, I think a lot of strength ahead of it. So Microsoft will be a company we continue to hold. Another big one in your core equity portfolio, Amazon. They jumped last week on very strong fourth quarter reports, uh, uh, saying they earned about a dollar per share versus three cents a share just last year. Their sales growing 14%, $170 billion in sales for Amazon. Another, I would assume, keeper. Yeah, again, you know, just strong and powerful, a lot of cash flow here and kind of hitting on all cylinders. You know, we've been waiting for this kind of report from Amazon and, you know, they're, they're really starting to heat up. And again, you look at their uh, AWS, their web services, their cloud computing. I mean, you know, they're leading the way, Bob. So again, another core stock that we don't see going anywhere in the, in the short term. We'll, we'll hold on to this one as well. Another big large cap tech stock that you own is, of course, Meta. We talked about them a bit earlier. Meta Platforms had record highs on the very strong fourth quarter earnings, a $50 billion buyback in plans for its first dividend for Meta Platforms. Uh, again, would this be the time that if you were an investor, you would want to buy Meta Platforms the first time, or is it so uh, high up there that you would wait for something to uh, uh, ameliorate that big price? Well, I'll tell you, it took off on Friday. It went up eighty dollars, twenty percent rise just on Friday alone. Uh, but yeah, we, I mean, we look at Meta and we think again, long term, uh, a lot of opportunity to grow. That it's it's priced higher. You know, it's priced maybe a little bit more at a fair valuation. But I, but I think Bob, you know, to be an owner of these, you got to hang into them for a number of years. You got to think three to five years out. Um, this company is again grown up a lot. I think their their leader, Mark Zuckerberg, is definitely shown some growth and leadership you know he went through a year of efficiency uh where he really cut costs in 2023 and now he seems to be shifting over to the year of the shareholder you know putting in a dividend uh announcing a big share buyback and again a lot, lot of growth uh, coming in 
this is this company's got four billion uh, eyeballs uh, looking at their 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 offerings. Uh, it's a big network, Bob, and uh, you know very very powerful. Let's let's downshift now. Let's look at your small mid cap portfolio at the AKW Group. One of the uh, technology stocks that reported last week in that portfolio is Super Micro. Now they beat their quarterly earnings due to some great demand for their artificial intelligence computer systems. Earnings surged seventy one percent for Super Micro. Sales rocketed to a hundred three percent. Super Micro also raised its full year sales guidance as they skyrocketed once again in stock price. For the week, what are some of the insights that you gained looking at that? Well, Bob, this is just a super powerful computer company. You know, they they make a lot of the uh, uh, storage blades, the server uh, workstations, the racks, networking devices, server management software. A lot of things that are needed in cloud computing. A lot of things that are needed in artificial intelligence and. Uh, this company has had such a surge. You know, you, you look at last year, it was one of the leading stocks. And, you know, this year, I think we're off to another 20 plus, plus 20%, uh, you know, upside on, on the stock, trading at 579. Um, you know, had an off day on Friday. But, I mean, again, this has been very, very powerful. I think if you look out over three to five years, they should benefit, you know, greatly uh, by the surge in cloud computing and, and AI, you know, two of the things that everybody seems to be talking about. So, Supermicro is one we're, we're lucky to have, and you know we'll continue to hold at this point in that small mid-cap portfolio. And overall, as you looked at this, uh, you know, big uh, good news for all the tech stocks again. Some folks are out there saying, "Oh, goody, the '90s are back." Uh, again, they've been not they've been pretty much beat up uh, for the last uh, couple of years. Is this the beginning of a another '90s renaissance in tech stocks, or would you still urge a little bit of a of a moderation in uh, one's investing and in how much you put into technical stocks? Well, yeah, I think, Bob, you got to have some portfolio management there. You know, you can't go all tech, um, but I think having good representation and technology is important in any portfolio. Um, you know, one thing that we do see, you know, the, the growth is coming, and, uh, you know, this AI expansion, it's expensive. A lot of companies are spending a lot of money out there. Um, you know, you look at the big, these big tech companies continue to spend, um, Meta talked about another two billion dollars in spending. Uh, you know, Alphabet uh, talked about their capex. You know, forty-eight point four billion in spending. Uh, so again, you know, there, there's it's definitely driving uh, the market higher. Uh, AI is also driving up cloud demand. I, I think these companies, as they mature, uh, we see just like what Meta did. You know, they'll they'll think of ways to reward the shareholders. You know, dividends. Uh, you know, Meta never had a dividend. They instituted it. So. There's a lot of good trends, you know, going on in technology um, that, you know, they'll slow. I mean, you can't grow at those rates forever, Bob, but I mean, it's, it's a nice sweet spot and, and probably some growth ahead over the next few years. We mentioned earlier the problems with the regional banks uh, led this week by New York Community Bank Corp, where their uh, losses were rather surprising due to much higher credit loss provisions. Of course, they acquired Flagstar Bank and uh, Signature Bank in the last couple of years. They also have some loan concerns. and So in general, regional banks went down on Wednesday and again on Thursday. So, you know, is the outlook for regional banks dismal, or is this a buying opportunity? Yeah, I think it's going to be a challenge. There's going to be there's going to be losers here, Bob. I think the bigger banks are getting stronger. I think the, the smaller players, it's getting harder to compete out there. Uh, higher interest rates definitely make it harder to make loans, and that's how most banks make money. Um, 
you know, paying higher interest rates uh, for, for depositors. So the margins get squeezed a little bit. And it, it'll be interesting to see as, as we move forward how a lot of these regional banks perform. So uh, it, it, I think there's going to be some losers and winners. And again, we, we prefer to like the bigger players for us. The, you know, the only bank we own is J.P. Morgan Chase. Uh, that's, that's the only only bank we own, Bob. So we, we're, we're kind of staying away from these regionals at the current time. Now, Royal Caribbean, their stock went lower this past week, despite the fact they reported stronger than expected fourth quarter earnings. The revenue grew some 28%, just missing the expectations. And they say that 2024 is going to be good because they cite strong demand and pricing for the cruise industry. But yet their stock went down. So that's one of those anomalies that people puzzle about when they look at the market and what happens to stock prices after these reports come out. Yeah, a little bit of profit taking possibly, um, but again, the the demand is here. I mean, we're we're seeing cruising uh, really taking back off the pre you know uh, COVID uh, type of numbers. Uh, Carnival Cruise had announced that they sold out for the first half of the year. Um, so you know the people are, are you know the appetite's there, the experience is there. I, I know Royal just brought out uh, their new ship icon of the seas. If you haven't seen that, go online and. Take a look at one of the videos of some of the pictures of that ship. It's, it's unbelievable, Bob. These are floating cities. Um, you know, big, big capital investments to make these. Uh, to, you know, it's not like there's competitors rolling down the road. It takes years and years uh, to build one of these ships. And once you have it, it's an asset that uh, keeps sailing out there. And, you know, as long as we don't have another global pandemic, um, you know, these, these companies should be continue to do very well. GM. Now, they had an outlook that uh, showed earnings declining some 41.5%, fourth quarter sales dipping to $42 billion, but they both uh, beat the predictions. So the uh, guidance for 2024 is uh, far above the forecast so far. They're predicting that uh, the U.S. electric vehicles will become profitable in the last half of this uh, coming uh, year, despite noting that the uh, growth in EV sales has definitely slowed. Yeah, Bob. I mean, Mary Barra here. Um, he she's put a lot of a lot of weight on electric vehicles. Um, it's it's a big bet, and they they've invested heavily, and we'll see if that bet pays off for her this year. Um, it'll it'll be interesting to watch as we go forward. But GM has definitely made a big uh, move towards EV, and uh, it's it's a tough market out there, as we saw by Tesla and some of the other leaders. So it'll be interesting to watch uh, GM. We, we do not own GM. Uh, as we said, the only, uh, you know, we, we own Ferrari and, and Tesla in our portfolios, but um, it'll be interesting to watch GM and to see where they go through the year. Now the oil giants like Exxon and Chevron, their results were mixed. Exxon and Chevron uh, were beat their earnings forecast, but their revenue fell short. Exxon's EPS fell 27%. Chevron's down 18% as the uh, lower gas prices are beginning to show up in their figures. But the oil companies are still predicting uh, relatively low output growth in 2024. So, uh, again, these energy companies have always been a volatile stock. Uh, how do you see they're going to shape up for the rest of the year? Yeah, well, we own Exxon in our core equity portfolio. Bob. We continue to believe that oil will go higher over time. Uh, sitting around that $72 a barrel right now. I mean, there's a lot of a lot of unrest over in the Middle East. You know, that could spike prices up pretty quickly. Um, it's actually been interesting that prices probably haven't moved up a little bit more with, uh, you know, the military actions and things that are going on over there. Um, so it, we'll have, have to continue to watch. Um, oil prices can change quickly, uh, so we'll, we'll watch. And as prices of barrel go up, these companies become more profitable. But uh, we, we like Exxon for the long haul. 
Hey, once again, if you'd like to chat with the folks at the AKW Group like we're chatting now about particular stocks, you can call them and they'll talk with you without any problem obligation. 234-466-7476 is their number here in Akron. So, Walt, another week in February coming up. How can we top what's been happening? Well, Bob, we continue to watch a lot of data next week, earnings reports, economic data, and we look forward to being back with you next Sunday. Well, once again, the AKW Group, Walt Sakara and his team, call them at 234-466-7476. Tell them you heard them on WNIR, Kent Akron, 234-466-7476. Talk to you next week, Walt. Thanks, Bob. During today's broadcast, the following individual stocks were mentioned and discussed. Amazon.com, symbol AMZN. Apple Inc., symbol AAPL. Carnival Corp., symbol CCL. Chevron Texaco Corporation, symbol CVX. ExxonMobil Corporation, symbol XOM. Ferrari, symbol RACE. General Motors, symbol GM. Alphabet Inc., symbol GOOGL. JP Morgan Chase & Company, symbol JPM. Meta Platforms Inc., symbol META. Microsoft Corporation, symbol MSFT. New York Community Bank Corp., symbol NYCB. NVIDIA Corporation, symbol NVDA. Royal Caribbean Cruises, symbol RCL. Supermicro Computers, symbol SMCI. And Tesla Inc., symbol TSLA. Please note that Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated makes a market in all the securities of these companies discussed during today's broadcast. In addition, Robert W. Barrett Incorporated and or its affiliates have been compensated by J.P. Morgan Chase & Company, symbol JPM, for non-investment banking security-related services in the past 12 months. J.P. Morgan Chase & Company, symbol JPM, is or was a client of Robert W. Baird within the past 12 months for non-investment banking security-related services.